Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Good to have a return to a, a four-day lead, lead in to the next game. Um, Salt Lake, difficult place to play. Uh, I think they're back to full capacity and they always have... Uh, fans that come to life so we know that it's going to be uh, exciting atmosphere and an important game so everybody's focused and uh, another uh, chance to, to turn around our our, our record uh, playing away all right in the last year we we've not done well enough playing away uh, it's something that we know we've talked about uh, can't honestly put a finger on exactly what's happened um, but we've got to continue to find the right way in away games set the tone early um, and, and know how to take three points in away games it's something that we had for sure um, in 2019 and even we did well in 2018 uh, and then last year after MLS is back uh, it's it's an area where we've uh, uh, gone down, and we've got to turn that part around. Thanks, Bob. We're going to start here with Ben Palmer from Across the Pond. Ben, I'll let you take it away when you're ready. Hi, Bob. Uh, I apologize for hijacking your press conference like this. Um, I, I want to ask you about Christian Ramirez, who's just signed for Aberdeen, and if you can provide a bit of an insight into Ramirez as a person and as a player if that's at all possible. Sure. Uh, first off, as a person, Christian is top-notch. Um, family man, carries himself in a great way, excellent professional. Um, can't say enough good things about what he brings to a team. Uh, and, and he's a very, very good number nine. Uh, good finisher. Uh, in the course of his, his career. He has scored a lot of different kinds of goals. Um, so his ability, right foot, left foot with his head. Uh, and, and we found in the, the period when we had him that he was also uh, a striker who at times uh, came off the central defenders, could receive balls, can make good passes, uh, can help when you press. So I think he's still growing in all those ways. But uh, I saw him after our Houston game, and he was very excited about the uh, opportunity in uh, Aberdeen. If I could just follow up as well, I mean, do, do you feel he'll adapt to a British style of football? And, and do you think he, he can still return to the United States national team? Do you think that should be an ambition of his? Uh, I think it should always be an ambition to play on the national team. And... Uh, I, I think Christian has qualities uh, that will allow him to adapt. Uh, uh, you know, he's a, he's a striker that can still be a strong presence up front, but he also, as I mentioned, um, you know, has, has an ability to play with his feet. And, and no matter where you go around the world, uh, when, when you play as a nine, the number one thing is scoring goals. And, and he has had some periods in his career where he has scored a lot of goals. And, Hopefully for you guys, 
for my friend Bobby Clark. Uh, he can do well at Aberdeen. So, just one last one. You know Bobby Clark as well, then? Of course I know Bobby Clark. One of the best guys I know. Thanks, Ben. Much more. Appreciate it, Bob. Okay. Uh, all right. Thanks, Bob, and thanks, Ben. We're going to start here with Andy Diosa. Andy, take it away. Hey, Bob, how's it going? Good, Andy. Bob, uh, just a question. When will uh, Mark be leaving for international duty? And just on that, um, I guess, the excitements or maybe the challenges that you'll face trying to fill his role in the midfield and what type of rotations we'll see with players like perhaps Janela, obviously more minutes received than maybe somebody like Bryce Duke and et cetera. Uh, he'll go in uh, for Canada after this game. And yes, the, the summer schedule for Canada has been busy. So uh, he was away for a number of weeks with the, the four qualifying matches. And it does mean that uh, other, other players get opportunities. Uh, and so, uh, it's something that we've talked about with guys like Poncho and, and Bryce. Uh, Sifu, I think, has, has raised his level uh, of late uh, in a good way. He's gotten fitter. He's gotten sharper. Uh, I think Latif, uh, especially against Dallas uh, last week, we saw really good energy and, and what he can still bring to our midfield. So all of that's going to be important when Mark's away. Thanks. Vince, go ahead. Hey, Bob, I, I want to ask you about your opinion of your team's ability to, to go fast in offensive transition. I know early in the season, you, you talk, you're always looking for that balance. And we saw with the Kim one goal uh, about connecting passes, finding the window, finding the patience. But have you, what has been your opinion on, on your team's ability to, you know, like they were in 2019, where they could really get you with one, two passes, be direct? Um, is that, has that been a personnel problem? Is there other little details that are, that are missing or, or just your overall take on that? Uh, well, we haven't been as good going forward. And that's uh, in transition. That's with advantages, small advantages, small windows. Um, the ability, we have won a lot of balls in good positions, um, but, but connecting the, the next pass. Um, we had a number of times against Kansas City where there was space and players took off, but the, the ball over the top wasn't good enough. So there's different factors, um, but, but overall, um, you know, we, we've not been good enough uh, in all ways in attack. 12 goals in 12 games uh, for us isn't even close to being uh, a good enough level. So it would, it would, everything you say would be part of things that, that we understand and that we try to continue to push all the time. Thanks, Vince. Alex Kaminer. Thanks, Ben. Hi, Ward. How are you today? Good, thanks. Welcome. Uh, I have one question about Sifu. Uh, it's true that Sifu will leave uh, April. See, to join America, the Mexico, or not? No, that's just a rumor. Thank you. And Josue Lopez. Hello, Bob. Uh, good afternoon. Playing Salt Lake means that you will have to go against the, the outfit. Do you have plenty of experience in the past playing in that circumstances, either as your, num uh, as your
do you prefer differently when you play in in that circumstances? How how does that differ uh, preferring for games against a, a regular game that doesn't have that circumstances? Uh, yes, you go in late. So in this case, the day before the game, um, I think a team always has to be smart uh, at altitude. We still want to pick good moments to press. Uh, in other moments, uh, we don't want to chase when it's not the right time. So being smart, efficient, uh, the, the 4,000 feet or so in, in Salt Lake City, uh, you feel a little bit at the beginning, but it, obviously it's not... It's not Mexico City, uh, so there's still uh, the ability for the for the players to adapt and push through. So it's a factor. Uh, it's it's also a huge factor just in terms of the way the ball flies. Um, you'll see goal kicks that'll go 70 yards, uh, corners, um, shots from distance. Uh, the ball the ball just carries. So you you, you try to get a feel for that in the warm up and uh, make sure that everybody. You know, sort of understands that that part of the game will be a little bit different. Thank you. Thanks. And Vince, do you have one more? I do. Uh, Bob, I want to ask you something. Uh, a couple weeks back, Glenn had asked you uh, about your philosophy on creativity versus kind of the structure and the ideas. I want to ask you kind of the same thing, but mistakes. Uh, I know mistakes happen to a lot of people because they get to see them and they're kind of the finer moments in the game that maybe put too too much emphasis on mistakes. I just want to get your philosophy on, look, if you're going to tell guys to be brave and be creative, they're going to make mistakes. I just, how do you classify mistakes and the kind of the philosophy on that, on the pitch? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's been a very important topic since after the game because uh, we never would have built the, the team and played some of the matches that we played, had guys had such great seasons if we were just a team that focused on mistakes. Um, that's impossible. Uh, you focus on playing your best football. Uh, you do try to correct mistakes. You do try to learn from things you've done wrong. But uh, football is not a game where you spend all the time crying about a bad decision, a bad touch. Uh, you try to sharpen up players in, in the most important ways, but then there's got to be this collaboration where people believe in the football, they're excited about it, they go on the field, they're brave, they try to make plays. Um, you can't make every decision from the side. You can't make every decision um, with a laser pointer and video after games. And, uh, you know, I, I spoke loudly to the players after the game that, um, you know, whether Mark chooses to play Carlos, whether Mark chooses to play inside to Diego, um, look, he's the one on the field. He's got to decide what's the best option. Then in, once he sees it, his decision and his execution. Uh, Edward made a very good defensive play. He came over. Uh, the, the ability for him to make the pass to Mark, uh, he can make that pass 1,000 times out of 1,000 times. But he started to think about playing it long, and then he changed his mind. And so his pure technique of making the pass wasn't as good as it needs to be. These are good players. These are players that have made so many important plays for us. So helping them understand little details. If Edward shifts down and now just sees that he's going to play to Mark and plays it quickly with the inside of his foot, it's a simple pass. So 
you know, the idea that anybody comes in after the game and starts saying, oh, we're down a man and we have to clear it. And No, no, no. We just had to make a better choice, a better, a better play. If he decides in the moment he's under pressure and he wants to play it up the field, that's fair too. Um, but you can't spend all your time on this stuff. And we never have, and I, I have been really hard on the whole team this week in a, in a positive way, that, that our football is about uh, guys getting better, guys getting sharper, making good decisions, in the right moments being creative, and never spending time just focusing on mistakes. If you watched a game like uh, Spain-Croatia, uh, that game comes to life because uh, there wasn't one guy on Spain that after Simon's play was still focused on that. It was all about getting football going again, creating opportunities, pushing forward. Uh, you know, the, one of the early questions, well, the question you asked about attack, um, when I said earlier that we've we've not done well enough, 12 goals in 12 games. Uh, 10 games, we've scored the first goal eight times. Um, but we've not yet really been able, after we got the first goal, to just keep pushing the game, make more chances, get the second goal. We haven't had one game yet where we've got three goals. So you're not going to get back to those kind of days if you're just harping on whether Edwards should have kicked it long or, or made the pass. So, uh, no, we're, we're, we're not a team that focuses on mistakes. It's, it's, it's in my experience, not the best way to create an environment where guys get better and where you have a team that steps on a field and goes after three points in the best way. Thanks. Max Pretos. Thank you, Ben. Hello, Bob. Um, I, I, I'm going to double-barrel question this. It's not ideal, but uh, I'm going to try it anyway. I'm just going to talk about the load management of the team and certainly with the Kansas City game as an example. Um, what are the challenges of doing that and how do you have to work with the training crew and everyone to make sure that you feel like you have the, same, the right amount of minutes for a Carlos or for each player or position, certainly when you're having games now, three games in a week. Uh, if you could just give us some insight on the background of that. I, I know it's during the season, I think you've only had the same lineup on a couple occasions, but how you manage those minutes to uh, to, to create a, a roster and a group that is, in your view, prepared to move forward the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, we keep track of training every uh, loads every day in training. Uh, now we get into games. Uh, obviously, we, we're also very aware of where players are based upon how many minutes they've played recently? Is it too much? Is it too few? Um, uh, Gavin Benjafield does a great job of, of staying on top of, of the performance side. And then we work closely with him to, to make decisions and manage minutes, especially when you have three games in a week. Thank you, David Espinosa. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Hi, Bob. I want to know what do you think about these roster, these players of the U.S. national team for the World Cup? Uh, I took a quick look at the, the roster today. Um, a late Gold Cup, especially after another event like, like the Nations League, um, presents challenges. Uh, obviously, you have players uh, getting 
getting players out of clubs in Europe when they're about to start preseason becomes very difficult, especially when they've already been in for three or four weeks. So I know that Greg and his staff were very thorough in terms of trying to find a balance between some experience and some young players. Uh, there are different stories behind why some guys get in or why others don't. Um, and, and this is a Gold Cup where there will be opportunities for a lot of different guys. Thank you. And our last one for Ben here, and this is going to be our last one for Bob. Hi, Bob. Sorry, just one more from me. You've obviously been across to Europe as well, and Christian's now 30. Do you, do you think it's a brave move to, to come across the pond and try and sell, try and sell in Europe, especially at a later stage in his career? Yes, it's a brave move, um, but uh, I, I love when players or coaches are excited for new challenges and uh, the ability to go somewhere different, get an understanding of how the game gets played there, um, go and be part of a, a club with a real history like Aberdeen. Um, you know, I, I, I think that that's really important. That's how you test yourselves, and, and, and again, it, it's been the way I've tried to make decisions. I'm proud of, of how Michael has thought the same way, uh, my son, and I've coached a lot of players, and when I, you get into these kind of discussions with players, you always want them to know that if certain opportunities come, and they can, they can do it, just go for it, and so I, I think we're proud that that's what Christian is thinking, and as I mentioned, he seems really excited about it. Yeah, obviously last game was disappointing with how it ended. Um, I felt we controlled the game, and then we had to you know, play down a man for the last 30 or so minutes. Um, and yeah, it's disappointing, especially after we've, I felt like we had a good result against Dallas on Wednesday. But I mean, the only thing you can do is regroup and and just try to get back on the right track again. So we have an opportunity to do that this weekend against RSL, so that's what we're planning to do. Thanks. We're going to start here with Vince. Go ahead. Anthony, I asked Bob about this from a coach's perspective, but I want to get kind of the player's perspective on, you know, when you're having a season that's a tough season like this and you know you're a better team than you are, and just the style of play that you guys have where you're told to be brave, you're told to be creative, but obviously mistakes can happen. How do the coaches... Uh, kind of get in your mindset that you can get beyond mistakes and you can uh, still play the game? And then how, how do the players react uh, to, to when the mistake happens? Yeah, I definitely think it's a challenge for, for the players and the coaches as well to try to find that right formula to get things clicking and to be able to get good scoring opportunities. I think that's probably an area where we're struggling this year to get goals. And, you know, I'll take accountability on that. And I'm sure a lot of other players will. So... Um, it's just about working through it. It's about getting in a rhythm and getting opportunity, and, and you know, eventually it will find it. You know, right now we're working through it, but, you know, when you're going through a tough time offensively where rhythm isn't right, the only thing you do is work through it. So I think that's just what we're planning to do, trying to fine-tune it in training and, and then hopefully the end product's on the field. Just, just kind of a follow-up on that. You, obviously last season you were there. You guys had, it seemed like this season one of the things that's lacking is when you're going to get that first goal, the second goal doesn't come as quickly as it was last season. Like you guys felt like a steamroller at times last season, and you were part of that. Uh, can you can you comment on that and give kind of what the feeling is? Uh, is, is there a feeling? I, I know that sometimes we watch you guys, and it seems like you guys all have your heads like 
when you get that first goal, there, it almost clicks on, and we can see you guys so switched on uh, that it's, it's just inevitable. Uh, this season, is, I don't know, it's just, from my perspective, a little disconnect, but could you comment on that? Yeah, I think that's fair. I think last year when we were getting one goal, we would end up putting teams away and score three or four or five and really put teams out of the game. Um, this year, for whatever reason, it's not going that way. So we're really just trying to push through that. And and it is a challenge. I think teams are adapting different to us. They're trying different formations on us. They're game planning in certain ways. And uh, and we're really trying to figure it out. I mean, to be honest, if we had all the answers, you know, we would do it. But that's that's the challenge of this sport and this game is trying to figure it out in the moment, make adjustments in the moment, and, uh, and to get the better of it. But, you know, we're just going to keep working, and, and, uh, and we'll see what happens. And, you know, further along those points, but a little, you know, shifting a little, you know, moving back to last year where you saw, I mean, the super condensed schedule because of COVID, you know, three matches a week was pretty standard. You've had a little of that in the last, you know, couple of weeks or so with, you know, the extra addition of some load management. You know, talking about, talk about how... Is it, you know, a little more difficult to establish that rhythm, seeing, you know, kind of different personnel match over match? Talk a little about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely tough having a lot of games in a short, condensed period of time. Uh, We have to go and rotate through the lineup a lot, and with that comes the challenge of, you know, having really no consistency in the lineup itself. You know, you need to adapt, and, and when your number's called, you need to go in and and try to do as, as well as you can and help the team. So I think that's part of the challenge. And, uh, and yeah, we have that quick turnaround after this weekend's game against Austin. So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of games. We're going to have to go through, use a lot of everyone on the roster. And, and just when you're stepped up, you have to try to do your best and help the team win. Thanks. Jose Lopez. Hey, Danny. Good afternoon. Uh, you have played in Vegas for a couple of seasons. What are the main differences you encounter between USL and Major League Soccer? Um, I think physically it's and athletically it's pretty similar. I would say the speed of play is a bit faster in MLS, of course. You know, I played two years in the USL even before I came to LAFC, so I'm familiar with that league and, and a lot of their players. Um, so, yeah, it's just a challenge. There's just just quicker playing everything's a bit faster the expectations are also higher here as well um so i would say that's the major difference playing with mls do you think facilitates your performance at the usl i definitely think it helps you know when you're training here on a high mls level day in day out and then you know you go over i think it certainly does help you for sure Thanks. And then one more here for Vince. Take it away. Kenny, I actually want to take the flip side of that. How does, uh, you know, obviously you want to be with the big clubs. Um, I know Vegas is your hometown, so it's got to be kind of a little fun to play Vegas, but you want to be with the big clubs. So how does that facilitate your confidence, not just in games, but when you come back, do you feel you got a little bit extra spring in your step for, for training when you have a good match? How do, how do you self, how do you kind of roll that all together? 
Um, yeah, I think it's good to go there and get minutes if I'm not getting minutes here. But yeah, like you said, I want to be here. I worked my whole career to be here at this level, and um, I don't really look at it so much as going home and playing. You know, it's it's a good opportunity, but I mean, yeah, I want to be here, and that's no disrespect to Vegas or anything. It's just personally for my career, I want to be playing in the MLS. I want to score goals in the MLS. I want to help our team win. Um, so yeah, but I mean, when I do go there, I'm going to keep a good attitude. I'm going to try to help them win, and I'm going to try to do well for myself. So then, when I come back up here, I can play well. For a striker, I, I'm just curious because you know that, that striker confidence. You just it, that it just didn't, when you can score anywhere. Does that does it, does it feel? Even, look, I know we've already asked that question. You went over them a lot, but I feel like for a striker, anywhere where you score in a professional game, with people there, you get that added confidence. Do you feel that way? Yeah, 100%. You know, it doesn't matter what level you could score, and I could score in some pickup game playing somewhere, and I score a lot of goals, my confidence will be high. So, of course, that's very important for a striker, and, and that's the challenge with being a striker is when you're not getting consistent minutes, when you're not, um, you know, scoring goals consistently. It's working through it and battling through it, and uh, that's the challenge. So, but, I mean, that's what comes with it. So, of course, being a professional, being a striker, it's, it's what I do. It's what I enjoy to do. It's work through these challenges. So, um, yeah, definitely it helps to score goals. And I'm always looking to do that wherever I'm playing, whether it's here or with Las Vegas. Bueno, el partido pasado, pues, se nos termina escapando por ahí el buen trabajo que, que estábamos haciendo. Pero, así mismo, pues, ya, ya quedó en el pasado. Siempre que pasa un partido ya estamos pensando en el que viene y ahora solo estamos pensando en sumar. Eh, yo creo que, que hemos hecho en cierta parte las cosas bastante bien, pero pues quizás en algunos detalles que, que estamos fallando pues eh, se, está toma, se está viendo la diferencia. Así que esperamos para este partido eh, lo hagamos bastante bien y que podamos sumar de visitantes que va a ser muy importante. David Espinosa de Fox Sports México. Quisiera preguntarte de dónde tiene que salir la, la fortaleza, el carácter, quizás lo que necesita justamente este equipo para pues, poder revertir de cierta forma lo que ha sido el momento que, que atraviesan y que pues, puedan demostrar justamente de qué está hecho el LAFC. Bueno, yo creo que todo tiene que salir de adentro de nosotros de cada uno que empiece que empecemos a hacer todo lo que tenemos que hacer eh, en la gran mayoría del tiempo lo hemos hecho pero como lo digo se, se ha basado como en esos detalles que, que por ahí terminan haciendo la diferencia así que lo hemos hablado lo trabajamos intentamos volvernos fuertes y, y ya solamente es que, que agarremos esa confianza que estemos eh, todos yendo hacia la misma dirección y yo creo que, que ya nos van a empezar a acompañar los resultados la verdad que hemos trabajado fuerte tenemos un gran equipo y ya es hora de que todo empiece a cambiar y, y todo va a empezar a cambiar eh, desde ahora porque estamos totalmente preparados y, y queremos empezar a, a no dar el, ninguna ventaja más ¿Qué tal, Eddie? Eh, buenas tardes, qué gusto platicar contigo. 
Oye, quería preguntarte sobre la altitud. Van a Salt Lake y es una cancha donde hay un poco más de, de, de altura. ¿Cómo afecta o beneficia eso el, desa eh, el desarrollo del equipo? Y si se preparan de una forma distinta cuando se enfrentan a una circunstancia como esa. Bueno, la preparación es, es casi que la misma. Eh, obviamente, pues uno es consciente de que de que se va a jugar en la altura y que por ahí tienes que ser más inteligente de, de no hacer recorridos que por ahí van a ser innecesarios y el tema con el equipo la verdad que estamos todos metidos todos eh, yo creo que, que queremos ir hacia la misma dirección y es hora de que, que lo empecemos a demostrar de que los resultados lleguen, nos acompañen y que estemos ahí cada uno haciendo lo que tiene que hacer para que el partido y, y todo empiece a salir como, como queremos. Thank you. Vince? Hey, yeah, I'm sorry, my Spanish is still not very good, so Lonzo is going to translate for me. Yeah. Um, my question to you is, you're, you're a team that uh, is told to be brave, which means you shouldn't be afraid of making mistakes. So how do the coaches help... Um, deal with that for players, especially in a season where, you know, little mistakes here and there have kind of cost you points. Yes, son parte de un equipo donde les recomiendan, les piden que sean atrevidos en el momento de hacer jugadas eh, durante el partido y no tener miedo a cometer errores. Eh, ¿Cómo los apoya el cuerpo técnico en ese sentido para aportarles, a darles esa confianza? Y básicamente conseguir los resultados basados bueno pues yo creo que esa confianza que nos da, da todo el cuerpo técnico es, es sumamente importante porque te dan la libertad de, de decidir dentro del campo obviamente dentro de esa libertad tienes que saber resolver tienes que saber ejecutar las decisiones correctas y el apoyo siempre está tenemos una idea clara tenemos una mentalidad, eh, la verdad que, que, que nos gusta, una idea de juego que, que todos queremos hacerlo y la verdad que, que todo eso nos ayuda bastante, esa confianza, ese apoyo que viene desde afuera es importante y ayuda a que cada uno dentro del campo pues tenga más confianza, que tenga esa libertad de hacer lo que, lo que en su momento es, piensa que es correcto y, y pues así mismo seguir mejorando, la idea es que que, el, que cada uno mejore individualmente para así ayudar a todo el colectivo. Yeah, so the, the confidence the coaching staff gives us is, is highly important. Uh, gives us the freedom to make uh, decisions on the field and, and allows us to <clears throat> to have our own judgment on on how to how to execute things. Um, we have the mentality and uh, aggressive style and and we like to be part of that. Uh, we, we like that style, that aggressiveness, um, and overall, it just it helps us build confidence, and and the coaches back us up um, in that sense. So it, it overall just gives us the the freedom to make those decisions and, and act upon them. Thank you, and one more for Josue. ¿Qué tal, Eddie? Otra vez aquí este, molestándote un poco. Eh, mira, eh, ahorita las circunstancias del equipo tal vez no sean las mejores, 
importan las maneras en cómo ganar o hay que ganar por ganar o cómo, cómo es eso ahorita en el, en el vestidor, cómo se maneja esa situación. La verdad que ese es un tema importante. A veces cuando no andas bastante bien, eh, pero como sea te tienen que acompañar los resultados. A veces se, se puede ganar con buena ventaja, buena diferencia y otras veces vas a poder ganar por la mínima. Así que eh, es sumamente importante para nosotros. Lo hablamos de la verdad que bastante. Si tenemos que, que ganar 1-0 y pelear, sufrir, lucharlo, la verdad que que la idea es sumar, eh, tomar ese camino de confianza que, que es importante, como acostumbrarnos a, a, a ganar, a, a estar ahí con, como con esa racha, la verdad es que es importantísimo y no importa las maneras, obviamente eh, nuestra mentalidad, nuestra idea de juego, queremos que todo salga eh, como lo deseamos, pero bueno, hay veces y circunstancias que que los partidos se van a prestar totalmente diferentes, pero lo importante son los resultados. Así que, que sea como sea, eh, trabajamos fuerte y esperamos que, que nos acompañe.